Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. Paraphernalia, if you want some. We've got ironing board covers, supergrass ironing board covers. That's good. Now, are you serious? Yeah. That is good. Yeah. That's exactly what got, we want. Are you kidding? Sweatbands. Sweatbands. iPod socks. Anything. Anything you want. So, how did you come up with these ideas? Did you brainstorm on merchandise ideas? You came up with ironing board covers. Yeah, ironing board covers we started doing about 10 years ago. They go out like hotcakes. They do. They're really popular. I don't know why. What's on them? Apart well, from the word supergrass, we did have uh, we had ones with this, the old supergrass logo years ago, and then these ones just say kind of like a flashing blue supergrass kind of logo thing. Do you think Spectres supergrass supporters are? I mean, as a, as a as a as a type, are they very keen on? Are they house proud? Are they house proud? Is the word I'm looking for? They all, they all yeah. Before they turn out, yeah, before they turn out to see supergrass, is there a, cre- a crease in the in the trouser? Um, I don't know. They don't really look like it. The ones no. that come to the gigs. It's quite eclectic mix, really. So they buy yeah. the ironing board covers probably just as an ornamental for thing. For their mums. Yeah, yeah for their mums. <laughs> probably. I they, still haven't got an ironing board. You can still... It doesn't mean you have to iron. No, that's yeah. so true, what, isn't it? I'm being very literal. Yeah, you just, put it on just for show. Here I am thinking you need an ironing board cover. You're going to use it for ironing. That's you ridiculous. You could wear it down the top of your head. Yeah. All right, that's Very enough cool. of that. <laughs> You'll have gathered by now that we've been joined by, by Gaz Kims and Danny Goffey of Supergrass. Welcome, gentlemen. Hi. Morning. And, and it's a tradition on the podcast that a kind of induction ceremony we go through in order to kind of age people is you talk about the records that your mum and dad had mm-hmm. when you were kids. Uh, what do you remember? To be honest, she had loads of Beatles records, my mum. But and, and um, I look back at it really kind of um, quite fondly in a way. But it was all, they were kind of really. Uh, I'm sure they were first editions. First editions. All kind of. You know, Only the best. But uh, yeah, that's what I remember. Which particular? This, this is this is speaking Which yeah? Well, which which, which particular ones do you remember? Uh, uh, she had uh, she had help, and uh, I remember Rubber Soul was there. Um, so I remember listening to those two. I was quite young. But I mean, yeah. Along with that, she had uh, John Denver and. Um, 
uh, what's his chops? Uh, oh, uh, Starry, Neil Starry Diamond. Night. Yeah, yeah uh, no. Um, Starry, Starry Night. Oh, Don McLean. Don, Don McLean. That Don McLean. I was trying to think so what his chops of... was going to be, and yeah. Don McLean is the right. It's, it's the kind of thing that you're that. Is term for very bad music your mother might like. It's well, either, that, that's what either that or Mungo Jerry, what's his chops? Yeah. Oh, Ray Dorset. But um, I, my, my dad was a bit... an enormous influence on you guys. Surely don't knock the Dorset. Well, no, I don't know. I don't think I was aware of him back then. I, I, I grew him because I was the only one in my class that could. <laughs> yeah. it was a sort of, it was oh, like, right. you know, like mon- like monkeys, eh? you know, it's a show of like maturity and sort of yes. dominance. Unfortunately, it didn't. It sort of wasn't mental maturity. No, <laughs> I still haven't got that yet. So my 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 old, my old man had um, he was a bit more scatty, I think, and he had um, you know those racks of seven inches you used to have. The kind of rats, and you put your seven inches in. Oh, oh like right. a toast rack, really yeah. long toast yeah. rack. Yeah, like oh, a little long really? toast. But he, he never had the, the actual sleeves, so he probably just took them just to parties and lost lost all the sleeves. Yeah, so they were mainly Beatles and Elvis, uh, seven inches. I remember That's good. so maybe shadows and stuff like that. See, I bet he had a multi changer on his record player. Did he? Did no. he have one of those things the that you selector. stuck? You know, uh, you, you oh yeah, 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 five records yeah, yeah, and really damaged, the, damaged <laughs> them. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And really you dropped them down. And then we started. Oh, me and my brother go down at all, but the needles still go across and land yeah. on on the on the on the turntable. Yeah, and, the the, and you could hold one in the air, and then it would kind of you press auto, and then it would do it all, and it would just crash it down. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know if you, if you had a look on the on the Word website uh, just recently, wordmagazine.co.uk, I've actually got an old picture of a 1950s in-car record player. Yeah. That goes actually in the dash pocket. Do you know what I mean? So you open the dash pocket yeah. on the passenger side, and you pull out a turntable and a tone arm and a stylus. God knows so how it plays. You can't obviously be driving on a bumpy road. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, any kind of road. Potholes would play havoc with you, John Denver. <laughs> probably got its own suspension device on it. As well. It could yeah, have. It could be have. better suspended than the car. It probably. could have. Now, while we're talking about the Beatles, we ought to just pay tribute. A tip of the hat. Two, yeah, there you go. Gaz is actually wearing a He's hat. He's wearing a hat. Yeah. I was like just tipped it. <laughs> yes, he has. Tip of the hat to Neil Aspinall, whose death was announced yesterday. Did you see uh, this? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Neil Aspinall, I well, think it's fair to say the fifth Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that this morning. Died at the age of 66. Um, let's just recap the extraordinary life story of Neil Aspinall. The age of 19. Sorry? Yes. Right. It all yes. started. Start. Yes. It's a boy, it's a boy said Mrs. Aspinall. Yeah. <laughs> we done so it before, haven't we? He goes to school with Paul McCartney and George Harrison. At the age of 19, he's studying to be an accountant when they decide they need somebody to drive their van for their up-and-coming, you know, we're going to mm. make it pop group. So he jacks in a fine career as an accountant. Much go, to the displeasure of his mother. Much to the displeasure of Mrs. Aspinall. And goes and starts this fly uh, job with the Beatles, which lasts for how long, Matt? How well, long does the job last? <laughs> well, he, he retired about a couple of months ago. Yeah, 47 yeah. big top 20 years. 47 years Neil Aspinall looked after the Beatles, Amazing. which is absolutely extraordinary. Mm. Have Supergrass got any right-hand men? Um, well, no, actually listening, because I listened to an interview of him the other day, yeah. well, an earlier interview, obviously, but um, he uh, he said the only the reason it worked was there was just such a small 
kind of little gang of people looking after the Beatles. Everyone kind of knew their job and stuff. Yeah. And, it, and he said that's why it, it lasted. It's cause massive kind of entourage. There was no one passed the sort of buck onto stuff. You know, everyone knew what they were doing. Anyway, <laughs> listen to that the other day. Yeah, no, no, I, love, but, um, I love the way also that it was such a diverse job, wasn't it? Because he started off, you know, fighting the girls off of Paul McCartney <laughs> or whatever. And I think by, by the 70s, he used to do things like take John Lennon out on bus journeys. They would travel through London on top of double-decker buses. And he went and basically as his bodyguard, because he wanted to go down to Kew Gardens and back. Right. And he finished up being the guy who, you know, single-handedly invented the idea of anthology and of the number one album. Yeah. And it was all his, all his driving force that, that actually kept the Beatles... Business and he used to just crazy. turn up at Savile Row or wherever their corporate HQ was every day from Twickenham he came. Yeah. Right through the 70s, right through the 80s, right through the 90s. And kind of looked after this business. Then yeah. he, he blundered into it at the age of 19. Yeah, no, it's absolutely it is, astonishing. It's amazing. it's amazing. I mean, I think, luckily, we, you know, the people around us, like, like Danny's kind of uh, pointed out, kind of, it's a small amount and it's, um, you know... Well, we, we've been, know, we've been with our managers since we were... 14 yeah you know, he, we, he, we, oh the he, same guy yeah, who managed Chris, the Jennifers yeah he, he really? manages well, radio he manage Jennifers but he just can't. no he, yeah. well, he wouldn't manage the Supergrass for a while because he was he just couldn't be he couldn't be bothered with it I think you know, <laughs> I've got enough of my he plate. saw us all around town and said I'm not managing them but he had, for the Jennifers what, what made he, him not want to manage you when he saw you so he's kind of Oxford town. based presumably yeah yeah he's, he's carrying him to be a case but he 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 yeah I think so but, but he, you don't have right-hand men. You have a, what appears to be an endless supply of coombs, don't you? If somebody drops out, yeah. he's bringing another coomb. Isn't Charlie Coombe just joined the group? Your yeah. thir- third coomb brother. Charlie's been kind of pretty omnipresent over the last, uh, I suppose, the last year. Um, and he's, you know, he's a really good sort of vibesman as well. Um, mm. In that way of kind of, uh, you know, lifting situations and just good to be around. The but only one who hasn't um, been replaced is Gaz. <laughs> yeah, you know, for for the odd tour. I'm starting to you know, young Charlie's got a bit of. Um, oh, he's a good singer. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a slightly more youthful voice than you now, though. Right, he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. But he's but he hasn't quite got the looks though. He hasn't got the looks. There we are. Well, that's Gaz Coombs. My yeah, mum thinks he's the best looking Coombs. Yeah. She's a revelation. She's just she's just an oldest. But I don't know. I think she's just a shit stirrer. Yeah. Danny's mum says he's the best looking coom. You see, we've got a major revelation. Oh, right. We have. So you currently got Mick Quinn, your bass player, is injured. He's, well, he, well yeah, he's still still uh, recovering, I suppose. But he's doing loads better now. He's, you know, he's kind of walking. He's, he's playing again. We're playing shows. <coughs> so he, he, yeah, he broke his back in um, October, I think it was. Yeah. Was, that, was that late? Yeah, yeah. So how did this happen? He walked out of a window. Really, basically. Where were you all together? No, he was on holiday. I was say, right. We pretty much finished our album and we were just kind of mixing and doing a few bits and bobs and he, he went away to um, just have a bit of a relax after the album with his, some of his family who, uh, from France, you know, or some are from France, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, he was just in the middle of the night and kind of got up to um, use the toilet and went straight out of a window. Yeah. Like you do. And fell how far, though? He, well, he it was, it was the ground floor, and it was actually on the third floor, or something. Yeah, no, he was actually on the first floor, but it was it was quite high. One of these kind of um, chateau sort of places. Yeah, but he smashed his foot up really bad. I think that's been more of the problem. His back kind of mended itself quite quite quickly, and he fused a couple of vertebrae together, and he was all right. But his his, his kind of shin went through his foot, so it kind of. <laughs> so that one took a bit longer. I'm going to ask a really crass question now. If you were in any any other branch of the entertainment business, actor, whatever. If somebody got sidelined, you'd find somebody else. 
temporarily. What to become your own actor? Oh, what if you're well, in a, a, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. That's it never, never mean, occurred to you to think, well, no, we sorry, he's got, to, he's got to convalesce, but meanwhile, we'll get somebody to play bass. Well, well, I think, luckily, no, we did something else, didn't we? Well, yeah, we're also lucky, I suppose, for the first maybe month or so, uh, there was nothing happening anyway. We just finished the mixing. It was a kind of rest period. Right. Just, just to relax and get, and get kind of you know, prepared for all the touring that was coming up. Um, so it, in that way, it was kind of all right. And then me and, me and Danny, obviously... Uh, well, Duke and Randy came along, should we say, and then uh, yes. took the Diamond Hoo-Ha Men on the road, which was um, a nice little, you know, break, a good little uh, sideline. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there was, you know... He filled in the long winter on. nights <laughs> that way. Yeah. And, you know, and, and he, he moved pretty quick, you know, he's, he's kind of recovered pretty quick, so... And he's back playing now, he just, we just did a tour, so, uh, what, a mini tour. So you don't think there's anything in my idea that in future pop music will be like uh, football teams, that you'll have a squad system? We have, we had, it started years ago when, when Mick, we were in Japan and Mick had to go back because his, his um, girlfriend was giving birth early, like six weeks early, so he went back and the whole rotation thing started there when we got this kind of weird sort of guy with a, with a cap on backwards and yeah. knee-length shorts who, who played the bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was he American? But, uh, he was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, I mean, there's constant analogies to, to football. But we've, I've had a replacement. We, you know, we've got a little... I, we got... Um, Loz used to play in Ride. Yeah. Yeah, and he, uh, he replaced me for a tour when I was a bit under the weather. And this is a brilliant idea. Yeah. I've, I've never thought of this. Day. System, so Supergirls go on the road, and you take yeah, you take the, the, the drummer from Echo Valley or something. The bass to get Ride. the B team yeah. together though to support, support. And they play a little. Yeah, exactly. They've got to have a little kickabout. You know, before you know, you have a talk. bench. You have Which a bench outside of the yeah. stage. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're not, the only thing Gaz is irreplaceable. I think we haven't found a replacement. Irrepressible. Irrepressible. Who would be the understudy for Gaz? I probably think Charlie's coming through quite well. That he's been yeah, the Youth whoa, Academy whoa, whoa. training and has really like done him. done him really well. He's <laughs> <laughs> coming up through the ranks. I don't know. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could be. Very good. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll, we'll look into that. It could be in the future. I want a bit of time. nostalgia about 1994 because I remember that time very fondly. I think I was the editor of Select magazine. Oh, yeah. And uh, which you were, I think, on the cover of around yeah, the time think, yeah. of uh, the Magnuson Strange Ones and Caught by the Fuzz. In fact, didn't John Peel champion that record? He caught by the Fuzz, yeah, he did. Yeah. It was in his festive 50, I remember. Yeah, it was. was. It made a real difference, didn't it? It did, yeah. That was great. Yeah. It was, that was one of the... Around that time, that was the most important thing for me, I think, that... Well, I was listening to his, yeah, I was listening to the festive well, we, 50 yeah, and it got down to, to number six. I was like, oh, bloody hell, we're never going to be in it now. And I was in the bath, I remember just happily playing around, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it Probably came... Don't need any more detail. Get back to John Phil. And it, yeah, it got to number five, and it was like, here's a little brown, uh, you know, supergrass, and I was like, bloody hell. The mighty supergrass. Yeah. <laughs> From the Oxford area. So is it, I mean, because before that, it was only really, like, yeah, that limited release in Oxford. Had a thousand mm. copies, pretty much. Yeah, that was before we had a single. Album. It was uh, it was really early on, so it was really it was really big. big I wonder what the equivalent of that is now. That, that you know, hearing John Peel, you're in the bath and hear John Peel talking about his festive fifty. I mean, there isn't. So yeah, I mean, it's not my space. I almost cracked a bone. That is too much information. <laughs> 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 I missed that, whatever it was, but I'll hear it on yeah, the way back. It's going to be an edit, but yeah, no, but that. That era, I remember very well those groups like Menswear and Ned's Atomic Dustbin and Ride and Echo Belly and Elastica, and you just kind of smiled all that, didn't you? Yeah, well, you know, it doesn't really matter who, who what bands are around you. I, I suppose there's not that many bands of that time around now, but um, 
I think in our heads we were just we were kind of in our own little bubble anyway, doing was, doing what we're doing and writing music. So I don't, we, ne- we never felt very competitive or you know. Do you think it was quite good that you were kind of based up in Oxford and not hanging out in Camden every time? Well, actually, I, li- well, I've actually. Lived, I lived in Camden since I was twenty-one <laughs> yeah. for ten years. <laughs> that little fear has been kicked. But out it's there. great that the rest of the band weren't there. It's brilliant. I think yeah, I, mean, I think as a band we spent enough time in London. Well, for me, we spent enough time in London anyway, and it was good to live somewhere else. But. Um, I don't know, yeah, it's just... Um, but what is the secret you know. of the fact that we're still sitting here talking about Supergrass and we're not talking about Lush or Moose or Float? <laughs> is it because they're the only single yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were some great bands. Float. It's, it's, oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, but, uh, just remember I don't know, I, I just remember it always being... It was kind of a constant sort of survival. It's not... There's, I don't know, people have been saying recently... I don't even think we've survived the whole... It's never but, felt like it's survival. No, well, no, but it was always kind of... You know, each album you do is kind of, you know... You could, you know, it could bomb or it could sort of go well. You know, you just yeah. kind of you, you take it album by album anyway. So I don't think we've ever been really, really overly worried about if if something's going to do really well or not. Yeah, because I think we were quite go secure. You know, in the fact that we were in a good band, and you know, if if this album's no good, we'll try another one. You know, didn't you go off to Sawmill Studios and make that? Was it the fifth album or something? It was an album that just didn't come out for a long time? Am I imagining things? For what? Sorry, what your fifth album there was some was album that didn't feel long. Road to Ruin. I don't uh, know. I think you've gone down. It might have been Life and Other Planets. I don't. I don't remember. There was there was a bit of a gap between. I think between. I can't remember actually. Oh no! Well, there was a, there was a best of thing yeah. that we were kind of reluctantly um, agreed to uh, before Road to Ruin. So um, yeah, I can't. You might be thinking the, the the last album before this one was Road to Ruin. We that took a kind of while to finish, and you know we had to sort a few things out, and but. Uh, Brilliant yeah. title, by the way, Road to Rule. Well, it was. It was, it was named we only have people on the podcast who've got good album titles. Last week, Chris Difford. The, the Last, Last Temptation, Temptation of Chris. Chris. Actually, so. we recorded a, a, an album in his studio, Heliocentric. Oh, yeah. 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 That was our fourth album. I always thought Sawmills, because Sawmills, when the Stone Roses made their second record, and yeah. they went there, and it's like a Bermuda Triangle. It sort of disappeared oh, yeah. <laughs> forever. It's kind of easy. Clearly doing absolutely do nothing at all. Well, no, Muse. Well, I think Muse did the first time. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah or first um, couple even, I'm not sure. Quite, quite a few bands have been down there. But it's, you know, I think it's one of these studios that doesn't really, you know, no one really knows where it is, and it's, you know, no one really it's shouts one, about it's it It's the one you've got to reach by water. You've got to get it by boat, can't you? You can't really visit it. Oh, yeah, it's a loo in Cornwall, John Leckie. Is it Oasis? Oh, that's a point. Yeah, Oasis did their, I think the farm did their album down there. Did you actually, sorry, I want to know about this, you had, you had to go by water. Well, you either yeah. that or a disused clay tr- railway Absolutely line. Absolutely right, Where actually I from the cut my eye open by falling over at night time on the way back from the the forbidden... We had used to have we used to have forbidden rum in the pub. Oh yeah, come forbidden it. rum. Where you get right at the end, you go. You want some more forbidden rum? At the fishermen. <laughs> yeah, the fishermen. And then on the way back, I was trying to walk down the railway line in the dark because the tide was out. Yeah, so I had yeah, to walk yeah. all the way back to the, and fell down the um. Didn't down the side. You see, I find this enormously heartening. Can I just say that, you know, my romantic image of being in a rock and roll band is confirmed by this day. They're talking about forbidden rum, forbidden rum, about being punched by somebody called Julie, about tripping over on a railway track in a a forgotten clay pit. We can only dream. We can only dream. And a a place you can only get to by boat. That was just the first night. And that's just the first night. And also, it's it's really kind of really, it's a bit scary at night time. The control room's right right down at the bottom, this old old door when you get into it. And I I remember bursting through it with blood all over my face going, (laughs) (laughs) And everyone just went, ow, (laughs) ow. 
the Bodmin. It was like the, the Bodmin Beast. Beast Bodmin. Yeah. yeah. So what draws people to strange uh, studios in in odd locations? And uh, you, you, people, most people would think that's not very convenient. Why don't you go to Oxford Circus or something? I think originally Sam Williams, who was working with us on the first first few songs, he knew John Cornfield, who's the house engineer. You know, so uh, he just said it was a great studio. You should go and check it out. And John was a great engineer, so um, didn't really matter really about the distance, you know. I think, but also it's we loved it, kind of getting yeah. the van and just kind it's of going on a massive adventure. You know? Right, you sort of you don't really do nine to five, you know. So it's like if you if you're in a sort of built up town, usually I don't know the studios close at midnight or something like that, and so you know it's just like uh, going away for a month and you know not like seeing your friends trip. or family. Yeah, 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 it's, it's sort of a bit gang, of, you know, and you kind of just go, yeah, you go on. Your, and then you know you can kind of carry on till you know early hours in the morning or whatever you know and start late or and it's, there's no real rules for anything so it's easier to find your own time to do stuff. What are the key moments of the of the Supergrass trajectory, if I can use that word? I can remember you coming on stage at Glastonbury. I don't know what year it was. Were you all wearing monkey masks? When was that? Was it the nineties? I know they were Ian Brown masks. Were they Ian Brown masks? <laughs> <laughs> Oh That's God. really out of order. Oh, sorry. <laughs> to Ian Brown and any of his relatives who listening, I actually, sorry, I didn't realise it was Ian Brown. But they, he does claim to be the monkey king. He anyway. claims yeah. to be the king monkey. But anyway, but that was something actually, I think it was Enemy or Melody Maker or something like that. They were doing running a, a piece on everyone wearing these. Oh, no, it's because the, uh, the, uh, they pulled out, didn't they? John, so it, uh, John everyone, wasn't there, broke his arm, didn't That's it? right. So oh, it everyone, was the year they didn't play. That's yeah, right, so everyone played. Played. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, it was a stupid idea. I don't know why I bothered doing it. I, I think it was quite obvious. I'm easily entertained, as you can see. Yeah. Because <laughs> presumably anything you do nowadays is. We actually around. arrived by helicopter, actually. That oh, right, really? <laughs> <laughs> Which was from another where? insane thing. I don't know where from. Like from sort of fifty yeah, miles right. outside. Of, <laughs> but we had a what was it? The, the Clash of the. Uh, <laughs> What's that? The 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 yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had that really loud on this speaker in the oh, helicopter. Yeah. Straight out of Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just did that for a laugh. Well, no, no. We landed in Love the was kind of like. Yeah, there's this big crowd gathered, and they're all like, Ray! And we got out, and they were like, Who were they? It's super grass with the Ian Brown mask on. It's an enormous letdown, isn't it, really? Not quite. Presumably, anything you do nowadays, though, appears on YouTube, you know, like the. The day later. Yeah, even some bad dancing in a club in Scotland. Mm. Yeah, It's just there. <laughs> There's always somebody with a phone. Yeah. Which is the bad Who was dancing? That? Describe no, the bad dancing. Bad. Um, well, no, we, we, we did some DJing after a gig in Edinburgh. Edinburgh. And can we watch this on YouTube now? I, I think so. Someone said they saw, they saw a picture of you dancing really badly. We'll drunk. find it. Hey. We'll find it. We'll yeah. find it. It'll be on our website. Mark, we left the building. Oh, yes, there's quite a lot of images of me involved in bad dancing actually in fact there's no such thing as good dancing <laughs> like, you say dad dancing bad dad dancing yeah, he both. does both yeah, dad dancing dad, dad dancing. he does yeah. both I turned up at Covent Garden the other day to see you busk oh you did I did I waited oh, you, you didn't for, see for half an hour the and there was a bloke you know with a human pyramid and so forth and I thought well that's not was there a lot of people there then well, yes, there's usually a lot of people there, you mm. know, Covent Garden lunchtime. But yeah, you didn't turn up, Jess. Well, no, we'll, well, I, we weren't there. Duke and Randy did it. But, um, <laughs> we, we, um, I hope you're following this, listeners. Yes. We flew this mysterious in, Duke um, and Randy they're apparently talking about. They, they flew in from Berlin that morning to go and do it, and then uh, I think the, the police just moved the whole thing on. They from were worried Garden. for Duke and Randy's safety, really. What, because they thought it was pandemonium? I think they wanted just yeah. to get them out Security, of yeah. yeah it's quick as but possible. I thought it's, it's supposed to be like that in Covent Garden, you know, you get quite a big crowds and things. Yeah. 
But they, they, it's all very organised, isn't it, nowadays? Yeah. They, have, uh, they have definite slots for people to go on, don't Yeah, they? I think it's something about the... You, you didn't need a permit to bus by the river. Um, yeah, they moved it onto the South Bank, so we yeah, went down there. I think I think it's on the culture show, actually, this Oh, right, yes, this of course, week. of course, of course. Coming up. I mean, you're presumably promoting your, your new record. Or did you play any old John Denver uh, songs just to warm up the crowd? Yeah, no, do you do Streets no, of London? Did, did you do yeah. Southern Man by Neil Young or Streets of London? Yeah. <laughs> we did do Beat Down It by, the by Michael Jackson, which is quite Really? Cool. That's, yeah, good. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's good. But, you know, it was drums and electric guitar. It was um, it was a pretty kind of raucous thing. It was, uh, wasn't was traditional busking. Well, it's only a little, sticks. like, battery-operated amp. No, I had three stacks behind me. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it I mean, did you used to busk back in the day, then? We did used to busk, you know, in the, you know. Not really, no, no. I mean, we. I remember being. I suppose the age when you probably busk, you know, sixteen, seventeen. We just used to play at the cottages all the time. I remember doing a few tap dances at half past eleven to get the last bus home from Oxford. Look quick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm eighty p short. And you, you, you raise money by, by yeah, tap just dancing? by being cheeky and trying basically well, well, stealing, stealing money. Yeah, no, begging. Stealing. extortion. <laughs> it's a fine line. It's <laughs> fine line between busking and begging. Was it one of those yeah. things where yeah. people were giving you money just to go away? Yeah, it's mugging, well, yeah. but with charm. Isn't it really? yeah. Yeah. The word: a magazine, a website, a podcast, a way of life. So you're going to play a tune for us. Is that right? Uh, maybe, yeah. I did. I've got, I've got my little travel guitar. It's got a very beautiful. I think I'll little, it's it's a beautiful guitar. It's only sort of like half or three quarter size, isn't it? So it's a mini. It's a travel guitar. It's right? a miniature yeah, Martin. Is that right? It means that you can just sort of take it wherever you want. Well, it's great. We were in uh, Nashville a few years ago, and we got. To, I got one of these as well. We got, and they were like two hundred dollars or something. You know, it's That's pretty cheap, it. and um, they're properly really well built by Martin. You know, they've lasted years. Martin really. who? Martin. And, <laughs> Martin and Co. You know. Oh, Martin Anko. But, uh, yeah, I don't know really. I don't even know if my voice is really working at the moment. But, um, well, let us be the judge of that. Have a go. <laughs> yeah. shall I, what shall I do? Bad blood or something? It's quite easy. Um, what about, no, um, <coughs> when I needed you? Oh, no, I can't. I don't know if I... Lady, Day, I Lady Day and John, uh, John Coltrane. No, I haven't played that for about six months. <laughs> Um, <laughs> John Coltrane. Just do, That's what most yeah, people get asked when they produce a small travel guitar. Ornithology by Charlie Parker. <laughs> well, how about... I'll, do, I'll just do Bad Blood, because I did this the other day. Right? It kind of, it's what works all right. right. Ready?
comes out tomorrow. That's that's usually really hardcore, you know, really guitar y tracks. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds really weird. Though. This record right, comes good. out tomorrow. No, it's good. great, brilliant. Though. Really, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's normally about sort of seven piece orchestra band. Right. Everything on it. No, it's just but you're going on tour. Yes. Starting in what? April. April the 11th in Birmingham. I want to ask you. I want to ask you a question. Something that's been discussed right. on the Word website and in the magazine. Uh, it seems to be Sorry, increasingly it's gone a little bit floppy. Yes. <laughs> Got a mic on. Yeah, there we go. <clears throat> seems to be increasingly exercising people about live music and. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just breaking the equipment. Uh, it seems like Fine quality equipment. You've broken it with your voice. Yes. <laughs> Shall I just hold it like that? If you could do that, that'd be lovely. You can hold love it. To. It's, it's about um, what you might call ticket touting on eBay. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know, that increasingly people are buying tickets for, you know, hard to get into shows. Yeah. And then selling their uh, additional yeah. tickets or whatever to. Well, just on eBay or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, with the result that, you know, a ticket that maybe has a face value of 40 quid or something can go for 90, 100 yeah. or something like that. Um, what do you as musicians think of that? Um, well, I don't think it's, it's a bit out of order, really, you know. But um, I don't know, this, this, you know, it's not much, weird, not much we can do about it. I don't know. The one thing that was a bit weird, because we did a... Uh, a crisis benefit gig at um, the Roundhouse recently, um, with loads of other bands playing and stuff. And there was there were quite a few touts outside, you know, selling stuff for for two hundred quid or stuff for this this ticket, and basically just pocketing the money. That's the charity show, and that's the charity show. So yeah, that's yeah. really different because you know. Yeah. Then, and then a few of us kind of ran out, and especially uh, John Reverend from Reverend the Makers kind of chased them all away, and he's quite a big lad. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that would be a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, built. Yeah. Well, I suppose so, the um, now. So that that was that was. You know, that was a worth it. But I don't know, you know. Because they're, they're talking about, you know, big shows that, uh, you know, the audience have paid millions to get in, but, you know, only a small proportion of that actually goes to the band because mm. you know, that's what the original initial fa face value of the ticket was. Yeah, I mean, I don't, know. I don't really know how, how different it is. I mean, perhaps, yeah, maybe the internet has, has kind of made it, I don't know. The only thing is they'll probably dance that a bit harder if they've paid more money to get in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, that's but terrible. I, no, I think that's a really good point because I went to see Led Zeppelin play that show just before Christmas, and the group themselves felt that the audience reaction was a bit slow, mm. and they couldn't work out whether that was because people had paid so much money mm. that they wanted to savor every. Yeah, like or, or I mean, which way is it? Yeah, going nobody's going to get plastered, are they? Yeah, they because if you. Also, maybe people who are paying so much money are not the kind of types that are just going to like. Absolutely, you know, there's lots of factors. Exactly, somebody can afford to pay several thousand pounds going to see Led Zeppelin is not yeah. going to arrive. You know, having sunk a six pack in skinny jeans and, and skinny jeans pack, and try yeah. and climb on somebody's shoulders. You know, they're going to be sitting there sort of taking notes. And, uh, well, yeah. I was really disappointed the other day. I, went and I bought a ticket to go and see Public Enemy at um, Brixton Academy. And I don't get a ticket sent to me. I get a barcode via email, oh. which I take down and scan. Now, how, how, why am I going to put that on the wall? As no, the no, it's not happening. But, it's, but it stops the ticket touts then, I guess, right? Probably, yeah. So there you go, there's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very romantic though, is it? I know, well, I know what I'd you do, you, you, get, you get your <laughs> barcode, but then also you get a little flowery piece of paper that says you've got a barcode, and that's what you put on the wall. You've oh, got okay. a barcode. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I know that one of your upcoming shows in August... I should really get into this business. you a new barcode. <laughs> You're playing crop ready. We are. That's is right. that what it's called, yeah, crop yeah. ready? 
Well, go on, Mark. You know, crop crop they're crop reedy, but yeah, crop reedy, crop reedy. It's fun, crop reedy. Cropity. Cropity. I don't know what that is. It's like catchphrase now. You're paying for cropity. So you're going back to your medieval English folk roots, presumably, for this. Yeah, we started out as a medieval medieval rootsy band. But no, I think, yeah, I think I think the last year or two, it's kind of started to branch out a bit, I think. Isn't it? It used to be really folky, didn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think is it's it in Banbury more... or something? Well, it's presumably uh, yes, slightly it an Oxford thing. Because I mean, yeah. you're, you're from yeah. Oxford, aren't you? Yeah, I think it's a bit more rock and roll though. At the moment. Yeah, it's, it's maybe not quite as uh, folky. Like yeah. You're saying. It's um, the kind of thing where people go to with a tankard on a rope round their uh, neck. They did. I went last year. Do you think there'll be Morris right. dances? There might well be Morris dances. Maypoles. Yeah. There are Morris dances. There are tents that sell mandolins. Uh, people turn up with pewter mugs with their own initials on them. Actually, hanging from a sort of medieval belt, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we'll only drink pints. Is it really like that? And then not yeah, all. It's very good. It's all like that. No, so don't let me pick up. Because no, I've only been once, once, and it was one of the friendliest things I've ever oh, been to. It's it's a straw bale throwing. They could grass. well be. <laughs> yeah, a bit of luck. Get midget throwing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do they still do that? Uh, that's a, I think uh, the council last time has been banned. Safety, it's outlawed in 1796. Now we've got a competition on this podcast to win. Signed artwork and framed. I'm um, gesturing. And underwear. For, and we're going to throw in the underwear and the ironing uh, board covers. And, and, and uh, copies of the 10 years of DVD. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. That sounds That's lucky. good, Dad. Um, and what you have to do. I haven't got one of those. Oh, right. Well, you'll have to enter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard I wonder if I can get it right. <laughs> you may not be able to get it right. Because what you have to do is find a. We have a picture of Super Rose. <laughs> That's such a good idea. <laughs> We You've got to go to the website, webmagazine.co.uk, and um, follow the link to Supergrass competition. And what we got there is a picture of Supergrass wearing masks. Why are we wearing masks? Or is it Supergrass? Oh, don't know. You're, you're going to spoil the competition. <laughs> yeah. mask theme and, and what you have to do is identify them left to right. But oh also, God, is, it the, is it the right members of Supergrass wearing their own masks? Well, that's, that's so the, the question um, has to be, if, if the, whose who's faces are they? Because the faces oh, are okay. individual. Right, oh, right, right, right. right. Oh, so so all of the masks rather, yeah, than, rather than the body uh, rather language. Rather than the wearers. The body underneath, yeah. Rather than the wearers. As you can see, like, Mark Mickey, look, Mickey's, look, Mickey's looking quite fucked. Mark got to cheat. Can I just say that this competition has got the potential to end in chaos? But there is... That's there all good competition. There is actually yeah. only two members of Supergrass in that photo. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. See if we spot oh, what the actual dear. two members are. Oh, oh right, that's true. But, but the, the four faces are meant to be members of... They are. Yeah. Right. They are so members. That's the answer, so we're it? on a podcast talking about a four spot photograph. Spot whose face is who. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm this way madness lies. And, and obviously anyone listening will have turned to page 96 of the new edition of Word magazine, the obvious Costello on the cover, and be looking at this picture. What do you reckon? There's could something be. about the red shirt as well, isn't there? What about no, it? That's the thing. I'm trying to confuse things even more. Yeah. Yeah. Just look, just the faces. That's all you need to look at. The, so it's the faces, yeah. Dave. Left or right? Right. Okay. The four the faces. faces. I'll make it clear the on the site. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it perfectly. <laughs> we'll make it perfectly clear. The word. It's customary to finish the podcast with what we call a hoary old rock anecdote. Oh yeah. Do you want to tell one? <laughs> Do you know the one that won't get one. us locked up or? Uh, mm, yeah. 
slightly tame. Oreoed. Oreoed. Well, it doesn't have to be Oreoed. It could be something that happened last night. There's loads remember, of remember, anecdotes involving whores. Oh, right. Um, no. Wait, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Well, while you're thinking, something happened to remember Echo Belly. Come on. There's a topic <laughs> dust bit. I really want to, I'm really keen on resuscitating with the romantic memories of 1994. Um, um, well, Jesus, we had loads of... Weird things happened in that period, really. Just yeah. crashing the car with, I think, members of old um, bands like that in the in the minibus. But I'm not really sure I'm allowed to talk about it because I think get the, <laughs> the girl, the record, the record company girl, the Spanish one, in deep trouble. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was after Benicassim or something. Um, oh, yeah, right. most of the, uh, yeah, a lot of them are quite hard to uh, translate, really. In many ways, um, you should have given me some notice on this. Oh, we right, could find okay. the perfect. Well, one that was what, tame what enough, do you think? Well, you think, I'm going to tell one, not about you, but this is introduced by by the fact that we're talking about Neil Aspinall, who was the right-hand man. This is a great right-hand man story, which I don't think I've told in this podcast before, which is about the great Tony King. Tony King was right-hand man to Brian Epstein, the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger, Elton John, all sorts of people. And Tony King is still kicking around, and Tony would not mind me saying, is camp. Am I right? He is. Okay. He went through a period. Rows of pink tents. Camping in a bottle of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And he went through a period of time when he lived at the Dakota building with John and Yoko. Okay. And uh, one day John and Yoko went out and Tony, being house proud, decided he ought to tidy up. So Tony put a penny on, you know, and probably got a feather duster on a long cane and went around the place. Probably had music while you were playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went round, tidied up, did the washing up and everything, and moved this half-filled glass of water off a plinth and emptied it in the sink oh, and washed it and everything, put it away yeah. and, and find got, got the place shining like a new pin. <laughs> I bet he really wished he hadn't done that. It's smelling a <laughs> pledge and glade and so forth when John and Yoko finally come back. Can you go, okay? And Tony's sitting there very pleased with himself. Oh, I've tidied the place up. Didn't I do good? A, yes, y- exactly. a Yoko yeah. says, Tony. Dave, <laughs> that's you have to be very careful here. No, yeah. He says, where's my sculpture? He goes, sculpture. She goes, glass of water. 1972. <laughs> That was the water. Did it say? That was the glass. Was there a sign saying "glass of water" by Yoko Ono, <laughs> seventy-five gazillion dollars? You see, that's the price you pay bar. for conceptual art, isn't it? You know, you you, you so run that risk. Around, I reckon. Brilliant. So, that's a good one. That's a good one. Tony King, did you think of one? Um, well, well, there was there was a time, one time. Yeah. <laughs> Now, anyway, yeah. let's uh, yeah, next one. let's move on from that. There's all, there's <laughs> no, all sorts of ones, you know. On. Girls in dressing rooms uh, drinking our collective wee when we've been nervous about going on to a gig, and you know, before going on stage, we've all peed in a cup and then found out that someone's come and drunk it. Things like that, you know, that happens. Tony King yeah, yeah, never touched the rider. That's all right, exactly. Yeah, dear. Well, it only remains for us to say the traditional. <laughs> on that note. Good luck with the tour. Yeah, good luck with the tour. <laughs> on that bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. On Thank that you. urine-consuming bombshell. <laughs> and don't forget to enter yeah. the competition. If oh, you yeah. No, I really want to get that DVD. Wow. <laughs> and uh, what else is on offer? Uh, the framed the artwork. Signed, oh, yeah? Fra- you can sign it yourself, I suppose. Great. Framed artwork for uh, for the album. Evening Out with Danny Goffey, one of the prizes. Yeah. That'd be good. This podcast was brought to you by The Word. Details at wordmagazine.co.uk.